Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We would like to start off our show by acknowledging the Yugambeh people, the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We would like to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Excuse me, I have something to say. This is the podcast where we have real and open conversations with everyday people, professionals, and public figures who all have something to say. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and you can join me every fortnight as we dig a little bit deeper into our shared human experience. You can join in on our conversations by heading over to the show's official pages and sending me a DM. You can share with me your own experiences, opinions, and feedback on the show over on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at excuseme underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook if you search Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say or through our official website, excusemeihavesomethingtosay.com. And don't forget that you can rate and leave a review of the show, which is going to help our conversations reach a wider audience. And remember to share, like and subscribe so that you never have to miss a show. On today's show, I am so excited to be sitting down and having a chat with one of my favorite Australian musicians, the incredibly talented, eclectic and multifaceted Sahara Beck. Sahara is a Queensland-based musician and performer who has quite rightfully won her fair share of accolades over the years, including 2019's Regional Song of the Year for Here We Go Again, a song which also saw her score third for the Vanda and Young Global Songwriting Competition that same year. Sahara is a unique artist who produces music that encompasses all kinds of genres with lyrics that are as heartfelt and earnest as they are progressive and a voice that has the ability to lift you up while simultaneously breaking your heart at the same time. If you aren't familiar with Sahara's body of work, then I encourage you to go and listen to her solid back catalogue once this episode is over. Some of my personal highlights from Sahara are spinning time and tapping on the roof from the 2016 album Panacea, the entire Queen of Hearts EP, and more recently the singles Crave Me, Stillness, and a hauntingly beautiful cover of Wheatus's Teenage Dirtbag, which can all be found on Sahara's latest EP and her crib tonight. Sahara, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm good. (laughs) Really appreciate you giving up a little bit of your time to have a chat with me. little backstory, I first heard your music when... 
a very close friend of mine, uh, former music and arts journalist Daniel Johnson. He literally forced you upon me. No, <laughs> no he's a legend. <laughs> he's pretty cool. Um, knowing that, you know, my taste in music and I have this penchant for all things quirky and unique, Dan was very much like, you're going to love Sahara Beck. And he came over with his partner, Rochelle, and he put on some YouTube stuff of yours. And then um, during the pandemic, he and Rochelle moved down to Tasmania and he sent me a message and he was like, Sahara Beck is playing at Miami Marquetta around the corner from your house. You guys have to go. And we did. And you were just absolutely awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love when like friends tell each other about stuff that they like and like when you actually like it, that's really good. Oh, I'm so glad that it worked out. <laughs> it did. And when your friend is a music journalist, you kind of have to take, you know, you kind of know what he's yeah. talking about. Oh, I love him. He's so supportive of the music industry. He's such a good guy. He is. And thankfully we got him back from Tasmania earlier this year. So he and his partner, Rochelle, are back in Queensland. They're living on the Gold Coast and they're having the best time. But back to you. So the first time I saw you live was when you did perform at Miami Marquetta and that was after some restrictions were lifted during the pandemic. What was the pandemic like for you, you know, being told you weren't allowed to perform essentially? Um, well, like probably, I mean, I probably the same as, I mean, you probably like heard the story like a hundred times, <laughs> but like, I guess, cause I always only did music and I didn't like go to uni and study anything. Cause I was like, I'll just play music and I can study later, I guess. And then when COVID happened, it was like, oh my God, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I pretty much like for a little bit, I was just kind of like hopeless. And then I kind of like spoke to some friends cause I felt really bad about I was kind of just spending every day at home just like thinking like you know at first I was sort of writing a bit and being like sweet I can write and then I just started feeling like a massive piece of shit because I was like I'm not doing anything but I can't do it there's nothing there's nothing that I could possibly do and I couldn't get a new job because no one everyone was already getting rid of their employees so I literally couldn't do anything and there was no government support money for like eight months or something for musicians so yeah then I was talking to friends about it and who also did music and they were like oh my God, no, dude, like same. (laughs) And they'd be like, we're just at home drinking all day. (laughs) You're actually doing really well, not just being drunk all the time. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm doing well, I guess. (laughs) But like, yeah, like I think it was just a really horrible, hard time for everyone in that industry who just didn't get any support from the government when like just so many places that already get way too much support got even more support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Cool, And especially that whole thing with like, I don't know, like when it sort of clicked for me where it was like every time that there's some sort of disaster, you know, like me and all these other people are asked to play music to raise money for this disaster. And then it's like everyone at some point became really aware. Oh, sorry, my dog's trying to knock over the computer. Oh, speaking every- of your dog, how cute is your dog? Look at him. He's just chilling with my guitar. Oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah, like everyone started realising that like, musicians aren't getting any help and like you know everyone was talking about it and it really pissed me off because it was like okay it's like a thing that everyone's acknowledging but on top of that still no one's doing anything to try and get help for these people because it sort of just was seen as this thing of like well you don't need to play music you know but but for me you know like you don't need to play music you're just expressing yourself and it's like no it's a job and you know I need to have a job I need to make money And you could say to anyone, like, oh, you don't need to go in and work at the bank. You don't need to work at that cafe. You know, like, that's your choice that you're having a job, you know? (laughs) It was my whole thing where I just felt like just because, like, 
it's supposed to be this form of expression doesn't mean it's not a real job and it doesn't mean that we don't need a bit of government support. And especially like, you know, I'm like the last person to ever take any unnecessary support from the government. It was just like that one time where I was like, this is actually a time where I really, really could use it. Well, the point that you you, you sort of touched on before was is really poignant. Like anytime there's a disaster, anytime there's something that happens in the world, we do return to our artists and our performers and we go, hey, can you guys just do a thing, you know, yeah. to, to bring everybody back up. And when you guys needed help, where was everyone else? Like, Yeah. Mm. And it's already this industry where, like, you spend so many years playing pretty much for free, all for free, because it's like you need to either you're helping someone or you're just getting in front of people to get um, acknowledged and recognised kind of thing. And then when you finally got some recognition to be like, okay, other people need help and, like, but you can't make any money on this, just give all the money to those other people. And it's like, of course I'll do that. But then to not see it come back, I mean, not that you ever are doing things to see them come back, but just, like, when it happened to be in that situation where you're like, oh, it would be nice if someone organised something <laughs> To help us, it was just like, oh no, mm, oh the poor musicians, they're struggling. Mm, maybe it'll help them write a better song, you know, <laughs> after they get, you know, it's like this whole thing that like we need to be going through struggle all the time in order to make better art, and it's like, no, nah, that's ridiculous. It's a stupid way of thinking, and that's just the way that people have been thinking because of the way that music has been looked at since like I don't know the 1930s or something Mm -hmm. like like that's the whole 27 club right people just being like "Mm, artists need to just suffer and like they need to go through a really hard time and then people just end up dying by the time that they're 27 (laughs) for multiple (laughs) reasons it's like these people need help (laughs) exactly so obviously government were useless but let's be honest no surprise there but (laughs) um what was it like for you when you were finally able to get back out there once restrictions had lifted and of course there was a bit of up down sort of as they were coming out you guys were allowed to perform again then you weren't then you were then Mm. people got sick with COVID and then like every it's kind of been hectic but I know for me it going to see you at Marquetta that was the first performance live performance we'd seen in a long time and it was just so refreshing and it was so nice to be out listening to music and you know paying for tickets to go and see somebody and enjoying a show that I think from an audience perspective you looked like you were just living your best life Mm, that's good (laughs) (laughs) I think that after COVID like it's just kind of really changed everything because people in the beginning people weren't really buying tickets at all because it was like oh we don't know if you know, is it going to get cancelled last minute? Is there going to be another lockdown? So people were just like buying tickets last minute. And then as time has passed, ticket sales, I feel like are getting better with lots of people, but then it's, it's very much still like a lot of them get bought last closer to last minute mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee still, or like there is more of a guarantee it's going to go ahead now, but everyone still sort of seems to have that mentality of like, oh, I don't want to, like, plan for something and then it gets cancelled last minute because of COVID or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing with me. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it just has slowed everything down and changed everything. And, like, even with, like, labels and stuff, like, people, you know, wanting to join a label, there's, I feel like labels are kind of trying to, because everyone's lost so much money, they're trying to spend more of their energy on the artists they already have instead mm-hmm. of on a lot more new artists after that whole thing. Yeah, I think it's just changed everything in the industry. And so, like, everything we knew beforehand 
doesn't really super apply anymore. <laughs> How did the pandemic impact you creatively? Because I guess before we touch on a couple of things, amazing things that you got to do this year, like the pandemic, you were saying, you know, like people expect musicians to be able to write songs out of pain and, and people are kind of like, yeah, that's fine. The musicians are suffering. They'll get better art out of this. Did you find that you were impacted creatively during the pandemic? Yeah, like, but not in a good way. Like, I honestly just found, like, I had nothing to write about. <laughs> like, you know, I'd be writing about, like, you know, and i think, oh, I could write about being trapped inside. And then, I don't know, like, how many times can you write about that before it's like, okay, this is just just repeating the same thing. I haven't, like, you, you know, because you're not going out and seeing anyone. Like, there's no new experiences going into your head. So you just kind of, like, for me at least personally, I just wasn't feeling inspired at all. So it was like there's nothing going on in my brain to write about (laughs) just ready to get out but you did get out because you not only released a couple of singles this year but you had an incredible year with white club and the briefs factory and you guys went on you took it on the road you went to um edinburgh fringe you performed in london like i was looking you know i was seeing articles coming up just in my news feed about you i think there was a picture of you looks like you might have been dancing in like some sort of water fountain during a heat wave when you were over there like how was that experience yeah it was good it was really good we were um so we played at glastonbury for like <laughs> this dog is driving me nuts. Um, we played at Glastonbury for like three nights, which was crazy. I never thought I would play there. And then we played in one of the big top tens. And then we went to London and played there for like, I don't know, was it like a week and a half or something in South Bank at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre? And that's where you would have seen that photo. We Because um, of the heat wave, we took a photo out in the um, fountain out the front kind of thing. It was so funny because all the like public were kind of watching us because I think it was like I don't know if you're supposed to go in that fountain. <laughs> we had all these photographers around us, so it was like it's legit. But everyone's like, "Ew, they get out of the water." But um, yeah, and then we played at Edinburgh for like nearly a month. But it was just so many shows, and I've never done that many shows in a row either. It was such a good learning experience for like how to treat my voice during the day as well. But yeah, and all those um briefs guys are just so awesome like I've just made such a good bunch of friends through them how so how did that come about how did you end up um getting all of your songs being the soundtrack to their their bike club show speaking of bike club look yeah bike club's happening (laughs) for uh anybody who's listening Sahara is currently being attacked by her beautiful little puppy who just wants to play and is like get off of this podcast (laughs) he's like why are you adults always talking (laughs) Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What are we talking about? <laughs> How you uh, managed to yeah. become a part of the bike club with your, your soundtrack and performing. Yeah, so just before um, COVID, um, I played at Woodford and um, Woodford Folk Festival. And so they were playing as well. And they were playing like at night times at like midnight or I don't know, it must have been an early show, maybe some of their shows. And I was playing really early in the morning at like 10 or 11 in the morning. And so they'd sometimes be actually like finishing the nights when I'd be starting up. And so I think that they were saying like that they'd walk past my tent in the mornings and they'd be like, you know, walking back to their tents ready to sleep. And then they'd like stop and listen to my set a bit. And I had no idea. Like I'd gone and seen their show a few times and I was like, wow, like they're insane. I didn't even think I'd ever meet them. And they literally just sent me an Instagram message after the festival was over. And they were like, oh, like we really like your music and we wanted to talk to you about writing a show together. And I was hanging out at my mom's house and I was like, mom, mom, Brace messaged me, Brace messaged me. (laughs) She's like, what? (laughs) I like called them up and like the whole time I'm like mouthing stuff to mom being like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, and we just, we literally just, um, I sent them the songs and we came up with ideas for the each song, like what everyone can do. Like everyone pretty much thought of their own act. And yeah, and we did it at the Tivoli in Brisbane, like a bunch of shows there. And then we went to Perth and did Fringe Festival there. And then, um, yeah, we did the, the overseas tour. Yeah. It's crazy. I know Daniel Johnson, he's going to love this because he's getting so many mentions, but he went to see you guys um, doing Bike Club. Yeah. I think it was at the Tivoli. He and... said, my boyfriend. Ah. <laughs> um, and he kept saying, he was like, you have to go. And this was obviously before. He was like, you have to go, you have to go, you have to go. And we never got to go. And so disappointed because it just looks like such an amazing, like, are you guys, is it something that you're going to, pick up again with the guys or are you is it kind of in the the can now is it done and dusted no I definitely want to keep doing it as much as we can like it's yeah next time that it's so you live at the gold coast right yeah mm. oh we've got to do a gold coast show and that'd be so sick but yeah next time it's like at the gold coast or near the gold coast I'll definitely I'll let you know yeah because we will be coming it. it is like even for me I've seen it like I don't know surely like 40 or 50 no oh my god it would be have to be like over 50 times but, like, every single time I'm just, like, all I'm doing is singing the songs and, like, you know, sometimes I'm up in the air or, like, playing or, like, not playing, but I'm always singing and I'm always just watching. So it's, like, me singing my song and then there's a member of the cast with me at all times and they're always doing something just, like, amazing. <laughs> so I've seen these tricks, like, a hundred times, but I'm just watching them every time just being, like, how do you do that? Like, you know, just flipping in the air <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It's crazy. They're insane. And they're dancing in heels. I can't do that. Yeah. What's um so obviously you say like you were up in the air, like I've seen the pictures of you playing guitar, like and it looks like I don't know, it looks like you're coming down, like very angelic, very beautiful, very something you would expect to see at like, you know, let's say a pink concert or somebody like that who, you know, gets to spend all this money on this these their own headlining concerts. Was there any moments where you were a bit like, I can't believe I get to do this as part of this? Oh, yeah, every single moment, honestly. Like, and in, when we started the show, because um, Fez, the the main um, the main queen, is like the um, MC, 
he was saying like, oh, you know, if there's anything that you can think of, like literally just let us know and like we can, we'll, we'll figure out a way to fit it into the act and stuff. And this was like in the very start of the process. And I was just saying to him, like, I can't, I don't know. Like, you know, cause I'd never worked with like circus before. And I was like, you know, I think like forwards and backwards and left and right. I don't think up and down. Like I can't, yeah. it's just not a part of my vocabulary. And you know, they would be like, oh, what if I do this? I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> like do that that's great <laughs> like I'm not gonna be like do a flip or something like I'm not you know like I don't have the the vocabulary for it <laughs> now your songs obviously feature really really heavily they are the soundtrack to that whole bike club experience your songs are so I guess so well thought out like lyrically you you've written some incredible lyrics and you have created some really masterful songs um I think particularly I fell in love with the Queen of Hearts EP um and all of the songs that were on there that was I guess my entry point into knowing your music what is your songwriting process like like what what do you go through how do you how do you get these like hits I actually side note I was there saw somebody posted the other day that you were like the the next Kylie Minogue and I don't know if I would agree, but you definitely have the um, songwriting ability to knock out some bangers, but I don't necessarily know if um, dancing around on a bar in gold hot pants is something <laughs> you aspire to do. I don't know. No, I think that's really nice. Like I've gotten a few of those comments recently about Kylie Minogue, but like I personally don't think, I don't see how I'm like Kylie Minogue, but, you know, it's the best compliment ever. So I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll take it. But yeah, I think the process is always different. Like sometimes, like with Mr. Breezy, for example, I it it started with like the idea that like I had just started dating my partner and like he's a carpenter. So like I and I was hanging out with all of his friends and like, you know, just finding out about this whole kind of new world. And everyone was always so excited about the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, why does everyone care so much about the But I realized, you know, because for me, like the weekend isn't exciting because that's usually when there's more gigs. Yeah. So for me, it's not like, oh, my God, the weekend's coming. So, But obviously, if you're working nine to five, then it's like the weekend. Anyway, this sounds really obvious and dumb of me that I didn't just go like, oh, yeah. But anyway, so I was like, okay, the weekend is like this big, glorious thing to like most people. And I kind of like went off that vibe and then um, and included, yeah, I don't know. It was just like different things going on at the same time. So I put them together. But like that was like a lyric, lyrically started song. And then some most of the time it'll be like I have a melody in my head and then I'll just like match some music to it and then add words to it kind of thing yeah I don't know it's seriously always different like you could say something really strange and then it'll just keep repeating in my head and then eventually I'll be like no okay I just have to write it down and then like as I'm repeating do you ever get like um words stuck in your head like all the time yeah right like if someone says like in the kitchen in the table by the sink or something <laughs> like I don't know Jake said that the other day he was like oh it's in the kitchen by the table in the sink I was like that sounds really cool and I was like <laughs> all day in my head I was like in the kitchen on the table by the sink and then you start adding adding a melody in it, um, yeah. to it and then like I don't know and it just becomes a song eventually like that like I honestly think that most people accidentally write songs in their head but they just don't write it down yeah I would I would believe that 100 <laughs> percent um, so talking about Mr. Breezy, it is your latest single that you've released. It came out on Friday, just gone. I believe it's being well received. I think it's, I think I, did I message you that it, it's, it's my summer anthem. Like it's such a cool, like Mr. Breezy is such a cool title for it because just musically, melodically, it's so 
sort of like you can picture somebody driving in their car, maybe with a roof down, listening mm-hmm. to that song, just having the best time. And I did see that you said you were really excited to release this one. So this song obviously has a special place in your heart. Yeah, and I just I recorded it like a couple of years ago. So like all of the songs that I'm going to re- release now are from like that body of work that I recorded about two years ago. So yeah, I don't know. And also just getting to perform that song and it's just had such a good reaction with people live. And like as soon as that song starts, everyone just sort of like, I don't know, like everyone in the crowd, it's like they become kind of in sync and they kind of just start waving their bodies together. It's really cool. And like everyone just seems really like relaxed and happy suddenly. Like it's just a really nice song to play live. And I'm just really happy that it's released now. And then I don't know, hopefully people can feel good at home. (laughs) I mean, I was dancing around my bathroom getting myself ready to go out this morning and you know I had it on I've added it to my favorite 2022 song playlist that I listen to like I just I really really love it it's so cool another one that you did that had me bopping around my kitchen quite a lot was kryptonite so good oh thanks it's good is it must be frustrating I mean I can only imagine like when I create anything I just want to put it out straight away so it must be frustrating knowing you've got these wonderful songs that you've worked on that are sitting there obviously you get to perform them but you don't get to release them like Mr Breezy's two you know he said it's a couple of years old and it's only just coming out now like that must be frustrating as heck yeah like yeah for sure I, I mean I think though like it's definitely important to get it out at the right time so it can get out to the right people I suppose Mm -hmm. like because I guess I don't know like it's just such a like based on luck industry I sort of think like you have to really know well not know but like kind of keep your eye on when it feels right to kind of release it and like obviously have as much planned to give it the best shot that it can have and I think after we did all the bike club shows we were like okay this is a good time because like everyone knows that song that's seen that show now and yeah but yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> I definitely have been feeling for a long time, like, oh, I'm so keen to get it out. Let's do it. It must feel so good to have it out and see everybody's responses to it, particularly people who haven't seen it performed in any show, who are just hearing it for the first time and probably yeah. just like spamming your inbox. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm hoping that people like it. Like, yeah. Let's get it onto the radio. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Yeah, you definitely need some some good radio play. Uh, yeah, you... Everyone text into the radio and say play Sahara Bay. <laughs> yes, do that. Do that. We'll like put links to everybody's local radio stations and we'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's an epic song and it needs to be played. You also made your first final record. My first final record. Yeah. Oh, well, I've actually got, um, I've got three oh vinyl record I think it's a yeah no <laughs> vinyl no there's much more to come from you <laughs> um yeah vinyl <laughs> vinyl record um yeah my queen of hearts and a kryptonite record I'm so stoked so that is driving me crazy uh because I need it so how do I get it oh my god is it not on the website no I was on the website the other day maybe it's is it all sold out no I've got a big box of them over here <laughs> Oh, maybe we, did you say it was on there the other day, but now it's not? No, I was on there the other day going, where is this? I want this. Um, And I know Daniel Johnson's like, I can't find it and I want it as well. So um, this definitely, definitely please take my money. (laughs) I'll take your money. Okay, I'll fix that up. I'll fix that up. I'll have to send you one. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And I'll, yeah, because I mean, I definitely need to be dancing around my house to uh, you on my giant 
giant speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, has to be done. So now it's kind of become a love fest and I'm just embarrassing myself. So before I do too much more of that, how are you wrapping up 2022 and what is 2023 looking like for you? 2022, I'm just going to like, um, I don't know, I'm going to go on a little road trip with my dog and my partner and then next year we're going to get back into the music and hopefully go overseas again at the end of the year next year but yeah got a got a bit in the boiler and see what comes out (laughs) thank you Sahara Beck for taking some time this morning and jumping on to my little podcast I'm very excited for anybody who listens who hasn't yet met you to meet you and see what you do i will put all of your links into the show notes but for anybody who's out there listening where can they catch up with what you're up to if you go onto my instagram it's like the best um place or like yeah facebook spotify all the places on the internet (laughs) we will drop all of the links so that uh it's just one easy click away for you to get to meet and know sahara beck or enjoy your relationship with sahara beck's music if you're already Uh, a fan like me Sahara thank you so much again for coming on excuse me having me it's been a pleasure and I can't wait to see what you do in 2023 oh good to see (laughs) you so guys that is a wrap on this week's episode of excuse me thank you for tuning in and a huge thank you once again to Sahara Beck for sparing some of her time to come and have a little chat with us Don't forget that you can follow Sahara on her Instagram at Sahara Beck. You can check out all of her information, upcoming gigs and whatnot over on her website, saharabeck.com.au and head on over to your favorite streaming music provider to listen to Sahara's latest amazing single, Mr. Breezy, and her back catalog of incredible songs. Go do that now. That's what I'm telling you to do. Thank you for listening. Love you all lots. And we will see you next time. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.